0: Hey guys, The Construction Monk here. We are plodding along (laughs) this episode series, Calling All Mystics, Notes from the Road. We're discussing Jesus in terms of mysticism. And mysticism has a particular focus within Christianity of intimacy with God, of experience in God. And I think experience is at the center, right? I don't just want to know things in my head. I want to experience things full-bodied, right? You're a person with three parts. Spirit, soul, body. Or heart, mind, body, right? This is what we're talking about. Too often our beliefs, religious or otherwise, are disembodied, right? You know, it's just true. The tolerance crowd can be very intolerant. The social justice crowd can be very oppressive, right? The love Jesus crowd can be very hateful, right? You know, that's like practice what you preach, right? Don't talk to me about it if you don't actually do it yourself, right? That's what we're talking about. Learn how... To live it out. And what's at the center of that? It's not you, right? (laughs) At the center of your life is the light of your life. The flame, the energy, the radiance, which comes not from you, but from God. And that's what we're going to talk about today. This is a Construction Monk podcast. I'm your host, Jay Randall Stewart. (laughs) This is Note 29, which is... Illumination. All right, let's get into it. You are the light, song of my life. You always lead me. You are the voice inside. You are my God. No one before you. All oh, that I am, only for you. And I was made by you. And I was made for you. And I am unfulfilled without full communion. Ooh. United Pursuit (laughs) That's the band Uh, The song is You Are My Light I like that song I'm unfulfilled without full communion This is the center of everything guys Communion It's not just grape juice and crackers Or if you're really cool Wine (laughs) And A nice loaf of bread it's not just a symbol. It's not just a ceremony, a token. It is a relationship. Jesus came to restore us to God for the purpose of communion and community because this is why we were created. For relationship. It's the center of everything. The center of even relationship is our relationship with God. Right? At the core of our being. It's not, you know, sometimes, again, we externalize these things. It's like, well, God is somewhere out there in the heavens. Far away or just wherever. And I'm trying to, you know, imagine... That someday God will come back, and we'll like I'll be I'll be hanging out with God in proximity. But no, the fullest reality of communion with God is in the holy place and the holy of holies, in the temple of your being. That's it, because you are the temple of God. It's interesting in the Old Testament. And in in the New Testament, they talk about how the temple at Jerusalem was a copy, a pattern of the true temple. And then, through Jesus, we learn that the true temple is not some high in the sky, floating in the the clouds place. It's us. (laughs) That's wild. You are the temple of God. Why? Because the Spirit of God dwells in you. And so communion in its ultimate expression is inside you as well. It's the spirit of God with your spirit fully reconnected and that is life. That's the core of life. That's the center of life and that is what will restore your life because God is the light the energy the lodestar at the center of the universe and at the center of your personhood. I talked about this vision already that I had four or five years ago where I felt I woke up in the middle of the night in the middle of a panic attack. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's a re- re- reoccurring theme that has been for the last eight years. I, I, I have had hundreds of panic attacks. So it's just <laughs> anyway, woke up, I was feeling this external oppressive force and I could feel my body was tingling. It was like fear and anger and pressing in on me, pressing in. And then I had this vision from God in the midst of that. I saw myself lying in bed and I saw this blue orb glowing inside me. And God just said really simply to me, that thing you're feeling, that oppressive force can't get into you. It's on the outside. You feel it kind of on the outside. It's like my body was tingling. Because, right, your body is a tent, a tabernacle, which houses your true self. And so God was saying, yeah, you may feel this in your body, which feels like you, but it's not going to get into the true you. And I saw this blue, whitish blue orb of light at the center of my body, right where my sternum is. That's your spirit. And as I've I've grown and God's began to give me more and more, deeper and deeper, clearer and clearer experiences in my body of my spirit energy and the spirit energy of others, I've come to see that what I experience in my sternum in particular is the clearest experience of my spirit. And then it flows out from my sternum. That energy through my body as filtered through the soul. The soul directs your spirit energy to your body. And so, what you feel in your body comes from your spirit through your soul. What we're trying to get back to is a proper flow of the spirit through a proper ordering of the soul, which will then give a proper experience of life in our bodies. (laughs) <laughs> all your experience in life flows from inside out. That's why Jesus said, clean the inside of the cup and dish and the outside will be clean. That's why scripture says from the overflow of the heart the mouth speaks. And it's why in the Psalms it says that God is the fountain of life. That's what we're going to talk about today. It says, let me, let me go right to that scripture just to get exactly the verbiage. <laughs> this is Psalm 36. I love this verse. It's one of my favorite verses. It says, for the fountain of life is with you and in your light, we see light. I love that, man. I'm going to have that tattooed on my body someday. In your light, we see light. You are the fountain of life. Fountain of life. Jesus said, I will be like a wellspring of life flowing up from inside of you. Where? Why inside of you? It's inside of you that your life flows. But it's from God inside you because in God's light we see light. <clears throat> Remember, we're spiritually darkened. we become numb. We're insensitive. And what we need to do is to become more sensitive spiritually in our spirit to the spirit of god what does that look like it looks like illumination it looks it it looks like it feels like the experience of that is that you will begin to be more sensitive in your body mind and heart to what's going on there remember there's a veil in the spirit but that produces an a numbing in the soul that produces a darkness. Imagine a light with the And you... <laughs> Jesus talks about this. He's like, don't put a light on a stand and then put a basket over it. Right? That's kind of interesting, guys. Like, nothing in scripture is like superfluous. Just kind of like a good example and good imagery and good metaphor. But it's just a word picture. It's just poetry. That's not true. Jesus talks about this lampstand in a house. Oh, you're you. You are a house, a tent, and inside you is a light, like a light on a lampstand. And he's like, don't cover it over. The veil inside you covers your, covers the light in your house, which is the spirit, which darkens your spirit, which brings dysfunction to your soul, which brings death to your body. <laughs> It's all you start to see how all these things, like in scripture, these ideas and concepts and metaphors and symbols, they all like they're real because you have a light inside you. Because in God's light, we see light, it's God's light that illuminates us from the inside. But there's like a basket on that light, there's a veil. Why? Because in our dysfunction to experience. A holy God, it's crushing. Right? It's like if that basket veil was removed fully right now for every person, I really believe every person would die. It would be so oppressive because I've experienced the slow, step by step progression of the removal of that veil over an eight year period. Every single instance was painful, crushing, chaotic. In my mind, the dysphoria, dysfunction that I felt, it felt at times like a whirlwind and like my thoughts were spinning so far out of me. But it wasn't just like mental. There was this mental pressure. Where I was like... I thought I, I... Most of the time I thought I would f- fall over. I felt di- I felt a kind of dizziness in my mind. My thoughts were like in chaos. At times my mind felt <clears throat> this strange... Um, <laughs> out of body type of thing. Where it was like my mind felt like it was outside of me. And I've come to see that that was like my mind stretched too far beyond me. Like, I was trying to use my mind to grab a hold of things that I wasn't meant to, and so I felt my mind like it was away from me. I felt that before, too. In my heart, emotions, that kind of pressure where God was exposing slowly the separation and, and trying to resolve it, you know, slowly... Removing the veil in my heart and emotions. It felt panic attacks. It felt like f- it t- intense fear. It felt like death. In my body, at times it felt like I couldn't breathe. Like something was trying to like, suck my breath out of me. At times it felt like my legs were jelly. At times it felt like my heart would explode. So, my point is, we're separated from the life of God. That's an internal reality. There's a veil. There's a basket. God wants to remove that because God is the source of our life inside us. God is the light at the center of our personhood, just as He also is the light at the center of the created universe He's the energy source of all these things. The, the bigness of the created world is energized by God and the smallness of your personhood is energized by God as well. And so, for God to illuminate your life, He's not going to just flood you with that light completely, fully, all at once. It would kill you. And I've experienced God doing that slowly. And God's, it's a grace. Like God has given me a very clear, illuminated experience of passing from death to life on purpose so that I would have a clear understanding of what that's like. I think God can do it for different people in different ways. And I think God can do that surgery in some ways, more unconscious, more subconscious, but guess what? your subconscious is in this is in your soul, and it is actually a dysfunction it's a f- feature of the veil and so, in terms of the soul, there's all these things, emotions, thoughts happening beneath the surface of your consciousness. Well, guys, that's not good like like there 's all this dysfunction, all these dysfunctional thoughts and dysfunctional emotions that you 're numb to they 're still there. I mean, psychology has a lot of good wisdom, <clears throat> but just think about you 're moving through life, you feel fine, things are good, your emotions are good, your thoughts are good, but it 's like tip of the iceberg, right underneath what you 're conscious of there 's a lot there 's a lot of darkness. There's a lot of dysfunction. There's a lot of the energy of hate or frustration or anger or apathy or depression or anxiety. Guys, man, <clears throat> it's funny because sometimes you can stand on the outside of someone and go like, whoo, messed up. Like that person is like, mm, whatever, anger, depression, dysfunction, they're controlling, whatever. And you can be like, you can see it. And then you talk to them and they're like, Oh gosh, man! I'm so happy. I'm good. I'm life is good. And you're like, dude. Angry, <laughs> like you think you're happy. <laughs> like, do you see how you just talk to that person? And that person, how you treat that person? And I see how you drive. And like, right? Subconscious veil, numb, not good. Your subconscious is a dysfunctional feature of the veil in your spirit, affecting your soul. You should not be having. All these things happening in the dark In the shadow side of yourself It's not good And I think even on the most basic level Even with the most humanistic psychologist They would say It's not good for all these Dysfunctional things to be disassociated Right I have some friends Who suffer from some pretty um, Severe aspects of um, Mental health where they have, or and, and you know, and just in general, we know this is like multiple personalities. This is like the extreme. I have some friends who suffer from it's not multiple personalities, but it's like it's a dissected, disassociated personality where different parts of their person have become different, like almost like a different person inside them. And so they're going through the journey through counseling. Of trying to discover all these different parts that have, because of trauma and abuse, have become fractured inside them. And they're trying to like bring these parts of themselves back together and make space for these parts, right? But it's easy to see, even in psychological terms, it's not good for you to be living with these other yous, other parts of you in the dark. It's like everything about you needs to become. Holistic, Healed, put back together so that there's nothing in the dark. Darkness in the spirit is a veil which cuts you off from the source of your life which is the light of God in you. Darkness in your soul is there's thoughts and emotions in your subconscious that you don't know anything about that you need to discover, right? Let's... um, Read more from that scripture From Psalm 36 I love this scripture It's really good The psalm is titled And these titles are added After the fact It's entitled Wickedness of humanity And goodness of God And then For the music director A psalm of David The servant of the Lord And I believe that title Was in the psalm Because it's written by David So the first section He just talks about The wickedness of humanity And it's just like, wicked people are not on a good path. And that's what verse 4 says. It says, a wicked person plans evil on his bed. He sets himself on a path that is not good. Remember the road to perdition, right? It's a path. Scripture is very clear. You're on a journey. You're journeying either further into hell or further out of hell into heaven, right? But then it shifts in verse 5. It says, Your mercy, Lord, extends to the heavens. Your faithfulness reaches to the skies. Your righteousness is like the mountains of God. Your judgments are like the great deep. Great deep. Deep calls to deep, as scripture says. Somewhere else it says in another psalm. Your judgments are like the great deep, right? God pierces into the depth of all things, including you. <clears throat> what is the deep in you? The subconscious. The veil, the basket, the covering up of your light, which is God in you, in your spirit, and the covering up of a lot of the overflow of your spirit and your soul. Right? How precious, verse 7, how precious is your mercy, God, and the sons of mankind take refuge in the shadow of your wings. They drink their fill of the abundance of your house, and you allow them to drink from the river of your delights. For the fountain of life is with you. In your light we see light. Like You're like this river flowing. You're like this light flowing. You are the fountain of life. Because in your light we see light. God needs to come in and illuminate things in you as only he can. As the psalmist in Psalm 36 writes. And then. We'll get to 1 John chapter 1. Which also uses this metaphor of light. But I want you to understand. Practically speaking. For God to come in and start to illuminate the darkness inside you. It's painful. Remember. You're living in hell. And the worst thing you could ever do living in hell is be numb to it. This is spiritual leprosy. Going through life, feeling okay while you're burning alive. Not good. And then being on a journey to become more and more and more numb. Not good. This is why the world is so screwed up. <clears throat> this is why nations beset against nations and people against people and conflict and if you go and sit down with people doing heinous things and talk to them I mean go into a jail go to murder row <clears throat> talk to those guys it's interesting you know just peripherally you just I pick up these things it's like sit down and talk to a mass murderer and they're like you could come away going, or a child abuser or a child molester. You can come away going, wow, seems like a nice person. <laughs> you know, seem pretty logical. They seemed pretty normal. Right? Why? Because they're numb. They're darkened in their understanding, cut off from the life of God. Due to the hardening of their heart. That's what scripture says. This is where we all are by degrees. We're all walking around with the subconscious, with the veil, with a basket, over the light inside us, numbing us. God wants to take you on a journey step by step of beginning to experience your dysfunction as much as you're able to the degree that you can withstand because God won't give us more than we can bear so that he can begin to heal you. What is healing? In the spirit, it is communion, literally between your spirit and the spirit of God where the veil gets slowly, 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 bit by bit removed, thread by thread, you could say. And in your soul, it is the removal of your subconscious. Can you imagine that everything you think and feel is everything. There's nothing coming to you that you're not aware of. It's crazy. Like <clears throat> some of the things that God's brought to me where my thoughts have been so oppressive. It's it's been really hard. But when I've understood that what my feelings and thoughts aren't my own, you are not your own. You're bought with the price. <laughs> I'm not my own. This is such a blessing, guys. Like when my thoughts and feelings are disturbed. I've come to a place where I'm like, okay, God, I know you're doing something. What you're doing is drudging up something inside me from the subconscious to the conscious, whether it's a thought or a feeling, because you want to expose it. Because once something is exposed to the light, like mold, it melts away. As hard as, as it's been for me to go through such a clear discovery of my internal hell I've gotten to the place where I know okay well this is coming up because God's resolving it it can feel the opposite though it can feel like my life in that moment just got really bad because my emotions or thoughts or physical sensations feel really bad but to have the steadiness and the foundation and the groundedness to go no feels bad but it's good God's bringing some stuff up. What are you doing, God? What's going on? Breathe. Okay. I remember one time, one morning, I got up. I'd been praying for my brother the night before. And he has a lot of struggles, a lot of internal darkness. I got up that morning, and I knew somehow I was feeling my brother's internal state. And it was particularly in my mind, and my mind felt out of me. And I just, you know... There were, it was kind of a dizziness, but kind of like my mind was outside of me. I'm feeling this, and I'm praying, and so I felt it for about 20 minutes because I had gotten up in the morning and I was doing some writing and editing. So I'm more, I, Instead of writing, editing, I sat there and I prayed, and I was praying for my brother. And then started to subside. Kids got up. I'm feeling dizzy though too. I'm feeling this disorientation mentally. It's more than dizzy. It's like dizzy but it's spiritual in nature and so it anyway disorientation right I get up get kids ready start it feels it starts to slowly subside I end up taking my son to school I think my daughter was going to counseling she goes to counseling <laughs> I have two kids in counseling and so my wife took her and I took my son I'm driving from home to school and it came back again I'm driving and my mind it's like I'm trying to concentrate on just driving (laughs) my son to school but my mind is out of me and it was so disorienting crazy God has given me some of these experiences in the like in my opinion in the worst places like I'm riding my motorcycle and all of a sudden I feel my mind bending Disoriented, and I'm like, why now? <clears throat> I've come to realize I'm experiencing these things in every part of my life and every circumstance so that I know what it's like and how to deal with it in any moment at any given time. <laughs> Primarily, now I deal with it because I experience it from others, which is the cool thing as it gets turned around that I can be light for others now. <clears throat> First John chapter 1. This is pretty cool. i will to start with verse 5. This is the message we have heard from him and announced to you. Hear that bird? <laughs> John is saying from him, he's talking about Jesus, that in God is light and in, in him there is no darkness at all. If we say that we have fellowship with him, yet walk in the darkness, we lie and do not practice the truth. But if we walk in the light as he himself is in the light, we have fellowship with one another. and the blood of Jesus, his son cleanses us from all sin. Cool. This is the message of Jesus, that God is light and in him there is no darkness. What is darkness? In your personhood, darkness is darkness. Things going on that you're not aware of. Imagine that everything that comes to you, you feel and think. And you can deal with it clearly and simply. Imagine the opposite though, that 70% of everything that comes into you, comes to you, comes into you, into your soul space. And it just sits there and festers and lingers and compounds and compiles. You remember Wally, um, in the movie, I was listening to to the song by Peter Gabriel. Uh, it's in the ending credits, but I like that really song. It's really cool. <clears throat> but um, the Earth, at that time in that story, was building up so much trash that they had to leave. Right? Imagine your soul space is building up trash and building up trash, and you don't have a mechanism to deal with it because. You, you have a subconscious and you're in darkness and imagine then that you're actually going further into darkness, which means you're putting more into your subconscious and there's less in your conscious. And so your life is becoming full and more and more full of trash of errant emotion, errant thoughts. And it's like building and building and building. And then what's going on? That's a descent into hell. And those things inside you that you're not aware of are still there and they're building and compounding and festering like a wound, untreated. What do you think is going to happen? You're going to become more bitter, more angry, more frustrated. You're going to be like, why am I so angry all the time? Why Why am I so depressed all the time? Why am I so anxious all the time? Well, it's reflective of your internal state, which is dark and getting darker and darker if you're not dealing with it but you can't deal with it it's a mess can you imagine i had this dream a while ago where (laughs) this is cool i was living in this house and then i discovered there was this grandmaster bedroom in this house i had no idea about and then i get into this grandmaster bedroom i mean it was like luxurious like wood and intricate and beautiful i 'm a carpenter, so I was like I was admiring this wood. It had this like it and then I discovered it had a pool inside the master bedroom and then I found this passageway that led out to a like olympic style sized pool, and then beyond that, there was a stadium that could house twenty thousand people and like in my dream, this house, which was just like a standard house. It kept expanding and expanding and expanding. And I was like, in the dream, it was really cool. And the dream was actually given by God, talking about how my life is expanding. But imagine you're in the house of your life. And instead of expanding, instead of discovering all these rooms that are beautiful, the small house that you think is your house, you discover there's a basement. And it's dark and dank and there's like, it's a mess. And then you discover a door that leads to a bigger and a bigger and a, like, imagine there's all these subterranean rooms in your house and caverns and you just start exploring it and there's like, they're full of all kinds of vile things. That would be like, whoo, like, right? You couldn't do that all at once, but. And then imagine you're just like continually expanding this cavernous aspect of your life so that it can hold more and more and more crap. Like that's not the paradigm you should be in. That's not good, right? You can say that's not good. Tip of the iceberg is your consciousness. Underneath, there's a lot of stuff. Well, that stuff needs to be brought out. Like the journey with Jesus, the journey of salvation, the journey of healing is the Holy Spirit coming in and going, let's start to deal with this stuff. There's no counselor Like the Holy Spirit who is in your feelings and thoughts with you who can help you step back into the darkness to illuminate step by step the things that need to be brought into the light to find healing. And then imagine getting to a place where there's no longer a subconscious, a subterranean. There's no longer a darkness in you where things can build up and you can deal with things as they come. And practically speaking, this is the way our lives were meant to work. Always everything in the light, in the light of God, so that the light of God at the center of you can give light to your spirit, spirit to spirit, and your spirit can flow through your soul properly and your body can receive always the appropriate energy, power it needs. That's life. That's abundant life. That's the wellspring of life springing up inside you, which is only life and is only good. Imagine never experiencing dark emotions, dark thoughts. Whew, that sounds good. I like that. Yeah, well, that's the journey of Jesus. Like, it's a journey, right? Okay, think of it this way. However however large you've built this cavernous darkness inside you, if it's taken 10 years, 20 years, however long you've been on this journey into the darkness, imagine that it's going to take that long to get back out. That's a good way to think of it. Like, It's not, that's not, it's not an exact science like that. Like I've been in it for 50 years. It's going to take 50 to get back. No, but dealing with trauma and triggers in your internal minefields, your internal darkness, it's, it's hard. Some of those strongholds, footholds in you may take longer to deal with than others because they're deeper, bigger, more ingrained. Right. But. Imagine you get to a place fully in the light with God where whatever comes to you, you can deal with it. Uh, There's a scripture, Paul writes, I can't remember what book. He says, in your anger, do not sin. Do not let the sun go down on your anger. It's a really cool verse. The part I want to focus on is don't let the sun, don't let the light, (laughs) don't let the day end with unresolved things. Imagine that you dealt with everything as it came up. What I've discovered a lot of times is when I'm feeling things in my more numb state, I couldn't even discover what I was feeling to deal with it. Where I'm at now as I've learned to feel my feelings and deal with them simply is that I'm more quick to go, I'm feeling this because that, and then I can deal with it. In my relationships I'm a lot more quick to say hey you know what that hurt me. Where before I was being hurt and I wasn't even aware of why or who or what to do about it. But imagine that things come to you simply whether a thought or a feeling and you're like I know what that is and I know what to do about it and then you resolve it. And then things don't build up anymore. And it's it's really hard, you know, a lot of times we think we're being nice and we're just like we're placating and we're uh, what's the word? <clears throat> we're Um, enabling like we're we're enabling people and their dysfunction because of our dysfunction and we go through life so many times biting our tongues and not saying anything if you don't have anything nice to say don't say anything at all okay well there's a nice way to say you're an asshole to somebody when they're being an asshole to you (laughs) okay like this is the proper orientation of your personhood you're in the light and it's like Instead of letting it build up over two years where that person at work is being a jerk to you and you don't say anything, then all of a sudden you explode. Two years of that negativity coming into you and you just stifle and stuff it and stuff it and stuff it. And then all of a sudden... You remember that scene in Wanted? Where that boss is like... She's just like, she's an asshole. And everybody hates her, but she's the boss. And nobody will say anything. And finally, the main character when he has this new door open up and he's leaving, he finally just tells her off. And he finally, his best friend, he finally smacks him in the face with a keyboard because he's been sleeping with his wife. Right? This is a dude who is not addressing things simply as they come up. I can tell you it's very beautiful. It's It's also sometimes hard and messy, but it's very beautiful to not let the sun go down on your dysfunction, to deal with things as they come. Then they're resolved and you move on. Now, other people may not like that. Other people may not be in the same state as you and as you bring things up they may be like, Well, you're not playing by the rules of <clears throat> social norms. <clears throat> we're all just supposed to be nice and we're not you don't what? You don't need to say everything that bothers you. If it bothers you, you should probably just express it and move on. Because you're not holding on to it. You're not we've learned to live in the darkness. We've learned to live in the subterranean, in the subconscious, with a subconscious, but it's not good. There's a lot more in 1 John I wanted to get to, but I think that is a pretty good explanation of illumination and the practice of God as our light, bringing us into his state of light and being and out of our dysfunctional being. It's a lot of work. The end goal, though, is that you would have no subconscious. There would be no emotions, thoughts in you you're not aware of. The first part of that is God needing to reveal a lot of those things under the surface that have not been dealt with over years and years and years. And so you've got a lot of ingrained habits built around this darkness and this dark cavernous space inside you. And it's going to be hurtful and painful just for God to start to, say, to, to pull up those areas and, and actually just reveal that they're there, let alone dig into them. But the goal in the end is that you would just be a person living in the freedom of the light of God in your life without leaving things undealt with. That's like a minute-by-minute basis, guys. Just like always in the light, always illuminated, always going, always dealing with everything that comes to you as it comes to you, right? And letting it go. And, not, and then uh, after a while you begin to just... It becomes reflexive. It becomes like a new nature. You become a new creature. You have a new way of living life. And like you can't always like speak it out to somebody if someone cuts you off in traffic or pisses you off. But you learn to be like, I'm not going to hold on to it. I'm not going to put it inside me in a dark place where it festers and stays. And I'm going to start to live in this peace, this shalom, this state of light. Illuminated properly always by the Spirit of God. And that changes everything. The veil is removed. The basket is lifted. Your house is fully illuminated. Jesus once said, if the light inside you is darkness, then you're truly living in darkness. Right? Like, if the way that you see and deal with things is through shoving them down, hiding them, hiding from them not dealing with them then the way that you see your kind of light is not light in God's light we see light when we see as God sees, when we're illuminated actually by the light of God then we are truly, fully in the light amen I love watching the stars at night. I love seeing planes fly by at night. We live near an airport. I really love seeing satellites. Four times now I've seen the Starlink satellites go by and I've counted 22 in a row. It's really cool. I love light. I love when the sun comes up, the birds are singing. I love the way that the light sparkles and shimmers through the woods and the canopy as I hike and spend time in nature. I love the way the light shines through clouds. But more than that, I love the way that God's light has seeped in to my own darkness and illuminated the darkness in me. I love it, even though at times it's felt like dying. But it's been... A death, burial, resurrection process where it felt like I was dying but it actually was God digging in and doing deep work in me to bring me out of the darkness and into the light what that means practically is that you see things as they are, address things as they come to you, nothing is hidden and you move on when things come up you deal with them You're not squelching. When you squelch your emotions and thoughts, you're squelching your spirit. When you squelch your spirit, you're disconnected from the Spirit of God because the Spirit of God is never hidden. God does not hide anything in himself, from himself, nor from us. And so, be holy as I am holy. Part of that is, like, live life like me. That's what Jesus offers us. The way of Jesus is live life like I live life. Practically speaking, in your personhood, that means... No subconscious, nothing in the shadows, nothing undealt with ever. You don't take anything and go, I'll deal with that later. I'll address that later. I'm going to let that build up for a while (laughs) until it's really big. Won't that be fun? No. In God's light, we see light when everything is illuminated properly. And we're just dealing with things as they come in a healthy way and we can be a healthy person even when nobody else is and that will shine forth a light to others eventually people will be like oh you know what i like how you know they how gracious they are how forgiving how kind how open how loving how you know what even when i don't like it they deal with me in a forthright clear open way that's that's authenticity right That's good. All right. This has been a Construction Monk podcast. I'm your host, Jay Randall Stewart. You guys can catch more content at www.moderncontemplative.com. Hey, guys, know that it's a process. Know that it's painful. But know that, that it's about you coming out of darkness and into the light of God. All right? Love you guys. Bye.